The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. What are five of the top practice issues that we see in dental practices all across North America? You are about to find out. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. And thanks so much for being with me today on the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Or as our SEO person tells us, we should say, the Dental Practice Fixers podcast for dentists, which is a podcast, dental for dentists, podcast, dental podcast. Thanks so much for being here. It's great to be with you. Today, I'm going to talk about some of the things that just about every single dental practice experiences and um, why we should be able to fix these. It's not that difficult. But first, I just want to remind you that one of the things we love to fix is high overhead and poor cash flow and all those things. And one of the ways that we tackle that at the Matto Center is by using stacks for our credit card processing, S-T-A-X, because they don't charge that overage percentage, just a low, flat monthly fee. It's the same thing every month for the processing and it's low. So why don't you join us and thousands of dentists across the country by using stacks for your credit card processing. Just go to Mado.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E. Good stuff. And right before we get into the meat of this program or the TOFO of this program for you vegans out there, I just want to remind you that our goal, seriously, I am not kidding about this. Our goal is to help every single dental practice across the world. But we'll start with across North America. And a lot of that is when we do our mystery shopper calls. I think so many people learn so much from those calls, and I get really, really nice comments. And I want to thank you for that. You can do your part by spreading the word, by going on whatever platform you're using to listen or watch, and give us a great review, a five-star, a thumbs-up, whatever that format calls for. And if you can write a couple words about how much you love the podcast, please do so. Well, I'll appreciate it here at the Matter Center, and thousands of dentists and team members will as well. Okay, so let's get cooking here. Five of the top practice issues that we see across the country. I didn't call this the top five practice issues. I called it five of the top issues. And there's a difference, maybe a little subtle, but I'm not saying that these are the top five issues, but I'm saying that these are five really important issues that we see in dental practices all across the country. And I think it'll be really helpful to hear what they are. Um, if, if anything, you'll see what's going on in other practices, kind of be that fly on the wall and think, well, maybe that's going on in my practice too. So one of the things that we see all the time is that dental practices contact us at the Matter Center about consulting. And we always do a nice little interview. We ask them what their issues are because we personalize all of our coaching. It's not cookie cutter. It's not modules. It's not phases. It's not watch this video. It's personalized for every single practice we work with. And of course, we're interviewing the dentist and maybe the team member, office manager, significant other about the practice. And just about every single person starts or near the start 
they say, we really could use some more new patients. Our new patient flow could use a boost. And this is practices that are getting two new patients a month and practices that are getting 100 new patients a month. They all say the same thing. We could use some more new patients. And there's nothing wrong with that. We love helping practices get new patients. But when we do our in-depth data analysis, just about every single time we find that practices are losing way too many patients to attrition. And it's not just because people transferred to another practice or because patients died or they moved out of town. Those things you can't do too. Well, patients are leaving your practice in droves. That's an issue that we can talk about at another time. But, you know, a certain percentage of, of patients leave, a certain percentage move, some die, unfortunately. So we can't do a whole lot about those patients. But what we see are patients that are just kind of they slip through the cracks, whatever, they exit through the back door, they fall into the black hole, whatever you want to call it, they become inactive patients. And when we're doing this analysis, we define an inactive patient as a patient who hasn't been in the practice for 18 months or more. Kind of my personal definition in my practice was, if you don't have an appointment on the schedule, you're not active. But that's a really strict definition. But let's just say someone who hasn't been in your practice for more than 18 months. We actually do this little chart, this little graph that we show. It's, it's, I guess you'd call it a bar graph. I love this graph. It's like a midline and on top of the midline in blue, we show how many new patients have come into the practice in any given month. And then under the midline in red, how many patients have left either through, um, you know, they, they called to have their chart transferred or they said sayonara, or most likely they haven't been in 18 months, they're considered inactive. And what we find is these practices where they're saying, we need more new patients. We find that they are losing so many patients, so many patients who have already been in, who responded to a referral or some kind of marketing, who already had their exam, possibly treatment presented. They know where your practice is. Most likely they like you. You're familiar with their insurance. You accept it. With all those great things are in place already. All the hard things. Getting your phone to ring is the hardest thing. Well, you already did it with this patient, but for some reason, they're not coming back. And I hate to say, but it's usually because the dental practice does not have adequate systems to make sure that these patients stay in their appointment loop. Well, the good news is most of them haven't gone anywhere else. They're just lax in their dental care. And if you've got the right system going, you can contact them and get them back in. So again, there's nothing wrong with wanting new patients. It's great to want new patients, but so many times there's churn and burn. I liken it to, you know, this big bus pulls up to your practice. It's loaded with potential patients and they all come in and they register and they walk, they're walking down. Like I picture they're walking down this long hallway and they stop in the dentist treatment room and they stop in the hygiene room. But a way too many, way too high of a percentage of them just keep walking and they go right out that back door. And it doesn't mean they necessarily went to another practice, but it means they've fallen through that black hole of inactivity. So having the best systems and protocols to prevent this from happening is key, which kind of leads us to the second issue that I want to talk about. And that is a reappointment percentage that is way, way, way too low. I mean, your reappointment percentage should be 95% or so. And we found in most practices, it's much lower than that. And if we'll talk to the dentist or the hygienist about it, they'll say, oh, nobody ever leaves here without an appointment, ever. It's never happened in the history of our practice. Nobody's ever left here without their next appointment. Well, you know what? 
the data tells the truth. And you're not doing anything wrong. You think you're doing a great job. But the fact is, when we look at the data, we find that 10, 20, 30, 40, even 50% of patients are leaving without having an appointment. And, you know, they'll say the typical things. Well, you know, I'll, I'll call you when I'm ready. Or uh, six months from now, I don't even know what I'm doing six hours from now. <laughs> but there are great ways to help the patient through these problems and get them on the appointment book. So again, the reappointment percentage should be extremely high. Every single patient that leaves your practice, whether they're on the hygiene side or the restorative side, should have their next appointment made before they walk out the door. So that's a huge issue. Okay, we're kind of talking about the hygiene department here. So issue number three I want to talk about is what we call a low perio percentage. A perio percentage, the percentage of patients in your practice who are either currently undergoing periotherapy, typically scaling and replaning, but it could be other things, or they're in the perio maintenance program, meaning they had some kind of periotherapy, you did a great job reducing their inflammation, and now they're on regular visits, whether it's every three months, every four months, even every six months, but they're considered perio maintenance patients because they've undergone periodontal therapy. So look at it this way. How many adult, what percentage, let's say, of adults in the U.S. have some form of periodontal disease? Well, depending on what survey or study you believe, it could be 40%, 50%. I've even seen as high as like 75%. And I don't doubt it. I think if you consider early inflammation, um, gingivitis, whatever you want to call it, not advanced periodontal disease, but at least early signs of periodontal disease, if you consider that, which I do, to be less than perfect, um, periodontal condition, I would say 60 to 70% of the adults. This is just my anecdotal um, data. It's not official, but I would say the majority of adults in the U.S. have some form of periodontal disease, which means that your practice percentage should reflect that. And again, when we look at the data, we find practices have 5%, 10%, 15% perio percentage. It's way too low. And what does it mean? It means you're not diagnosing and presenting periodontal disease. For some reason, we're afraid to do this. I don't know why. Yeah, it takes a skill set to do it. It takes training to do it properly. We, we're so much more comfortable telling a patient that they need a crown or a restoration or um, you know Invisalign or whatever. For some reason, we're a little shy about diagnosing periodontal disease, and we've got the practice that's become a profi palace. And you know what the profi palace is? The cleaning ladies doing bloody profis. You're billing them as as prophylaxis, you're telling the patient, yeah, brush or floss a little bit better. We'll see you in six months. And you're doing a disservice to the patient and to the practice and to the revenues and to everyone. And, and when we coach practices, we are so into getting the practice excited about getting our patients healthy. You know, I can say this as someone who's been a dental consultant, 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 <laughs> somebody that's a restaurant consultant who specializes in coleslaw. I've been a consultant. Um, for three decades. And I can tell you that when you start talking about monetary goals with the team and cash bonuses, well, it can work a little bit. But if we get everybody excited about the health of our patients and our goal is to have the healthiest patient community possible, that's really cool, that's fun. You know you're doing something for the better of the world. So it's a great strategy. And then of course the increased revenue comes along with it. So let's get our patients periodontally healthy. Okay. The fourth issue that I want to talk about is something that every listener to the dental practice fixers knows about, because I know y'all, I'm being my Southerner today. I know y'all 
love those mystery shopper calls. Well, most practices have inadequate phone training and potential new patients are not being appointed. Again, I know most of you are regular listeners to the podcast, so I don't have to go into this in detail. I prove it every week. We call a bunch of random offices and nobody asks for the appointment. So it's not because that person on the phone doesn't care. It's not because they're not smart enough. They're very smart. They totally care. It's inadequate training and we don't know how to get potential new patients on the schedule each and every time. So that's kind of issue number four. Issue number five, and this one just hurts me. If you're watching the video, you can see I'm tenderly clutching my chest because this issue just hurts me, and that is the staff does not function as a team. You've got backstabbers. You've got latecomers. You've got gossipers. You've got queen bees. You've got people who don't get along. You know, I know it's a cliche, but our dental team is our work family. Sometimes we spend more time with these people than we do with our families. Everybody needs to get along. Backstabbing, gossiping, unacceptable. Queen bees, people who chronically show up late and bend the rules, unacceptable. We all need to have the greatest level of respect for one another. It doesn't mean that we all have to take vacations together and be everybody's best friends, but it means we all have to get along well and enjoy each other's company and work well together and have the highest level of respect for each and every person on this team. This is a huge problem. Practices just simply cannot become practices of excellence, practices that really hit their potential revenue and patient health numbers and all these things if the team, if the staff, I should say, is not truly working as a team. So those are five issues that I wanted to point out. They could all be solved. Um, if you want to have a little meeting, if you're a practice owner, I'd be glad to meet with you. You can access my calendar at matto.com slash calendar and just put a little appointment on there and I'll chat with you about these things. Or you can say, let's talk about these at our next team meeting. We think we can handle this ourselves. However you want to handle it, I just wanted to bring these issues up to you. I think it's really important that you know about them. We at the Matto Center are here to help you. So, you know, let's chat. I'd love to chat with you. Matto.com slash calendar. You can just get on my calendar. Speaking of learning, of ways to improve your practice, I just want to mention, because it's coming up really soon, August 11th and 12th, 2023. I'll be one of the speakers at the Ultimate Practice Growth Workshop in Orlando, Florida. It's at a really cool venue. I guarantee you, you've never been to a seminar in a venue like this before. The speakers are excellent. It's really being put on by Dr. Travis Campbell, the dental insurance guy. He is super smart and has helped so many practices with insurance issues. I'm learning how to maximize, how to code correctly, how to bill correctly. Even if you are completely fee for service, you will learn a ton from him because he talks a lot about treatment philosophies and billing, charging. He's a great guy, incredibly knowledgeable. He's written two fabulous books. You have the chance to meet him in person. I'll be there doing my mostest, favoritest lecture which is 10 ways to create a memorable patient experience in your practice. I've been doing it all over the country, mostly for private groups, you know, um, state associations, study clubs, AGDs, whatever, where you could not access it. But this is open to the public. So I'd love to see you there. Um, Karen Nijawan is one of the speakers there. He is incredible. He's going to be talking about how to overcome doubt and worry. 
to live your new best life in less than 90 days. But don't worry, he's not some motivational speaker who comes in and last week he was talking to, to you know some corporate crowd and next week he's talking to real estate agents and the week after that chiropractors. No, he specializes in helping dentists get over mental obstacles that are holding them back. You will not see a talk like this anywhere else. Other speakers too, some great exhibitors. I'd love to see you there. Go to matto.com slash growth to learn more. You can use my code RICH, R-I-C-H, to get, I think, $150 off tuition. Again, do it now. It's going to fill up. It's August 11th and 12th. Do it now before it's too late. Okay. I know I'm going to see some of you there, and I'm excited. So now let's get to our mystery shopper calls for the week. So I had a little fun this week. I posed as a patient who's got some stinky breath, not stink foot, but stinky breath. Um, and we will find out how a practice handles a caller that says they think their breath smells. Obviously, the right thing to do is, oh, that could definitely be a dental problem. Let's get you in for an examination. Easy peasy, right? Well, wait a minute, cowboy. Let's find out what happened when I called a bunch of practices. Okay, Command Central is going to bring us to call number one. Dr. Dental Office. Hey, got a question for you. Um, I, I think my breath might be kind of stinky, and I'm wondering if that could possibly be a dental problem. It could be that you have cavities or plaque or something in your mouth, yes. A, a little plaque might cause that? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for that information. Uh, uh, what, the, what was that noise? Uh, uh, so sorry to bother you while you're in the middle of grunting. I mean, what the heck? You know, I really feel like I'm the kind of person who loves all my fellow human beings, and I don't want to say anything nasty, but I'm going to say she was useless. Horrible. Uh, uh, okay, bye. Just horrible. What the heck is going on in that office? Let's move on. This can only get better from here. Okay, let's try. Please press 1 to be connected. I already don't like that. Why do you have to do that? Just connect me. Why do I have to press 1? At least pick it up. Most people would have hung up by now. Good morning, Dr. Sheldon. Heather can help you. I've got a question for you. Um, I think my breath might be like a little on the stinky side, and I'm wondering if that could be a dental issue. Uh, yes, it could be. Um, usually um, if you have like gum disease or um, dry mouth can cause it, different things like that. Mm. Yeah, it kind of smells like, like mulch when like mulch gets laid out. Could that be a sign? Like, can you can you diagnose it from that odor? Um. Well, have, have when was your last dental exam? Oh, probably about a year and a half ago. Okay. So, um, so what I would suggest is getting you in um, for an exam, just kind of looking at your 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 gums, um, mm -hmm. and seeing if we can find anything. 
Sometimes if you have leaking restorations, like old restorations, um, bacteria can get underneath them and cause that as well. Hmm, okay. I've never had really but, anybody say mulch, um, metallic uh, type tastes or smells. Um, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What does that mean, a leaking restoration? Sometimes uh, restorations, old ones, um, they, um, they can sh um, shrink and bacteria can get underneath them or crack, Ooh. they can crack. So. Ah, sounds nasty. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Leaky restorations. All right. Well, hey, well, thank you so much. Yeah, hey, you're, you're welcome. Hope you have a great day. Oh, you too. You too. I'll try not to breathe on anyone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. No, I'm not going to have a great day because I've got a problem and I'm calling you for a solution, and you won't help me. How am I ever going to have a great day? I mean, i got to say, about 45 seconds in, she was on the right track. She said the best thing to do is get you in. Why didn't she just say, can we see you tomorrow at 2.30, 2.30, or whatever it is? But then she kind of veered off of that and started talking about leaky restorations. Like, I have any idea what that means anyway. You know, most non-dental people don't even know what you mean when you say restorations maybe if she said like uh, you know old fillings or something like that it would have made more sense but she never had to go there because she answered the question actually pretty nice said it could be a sign of some gum disease or whatever and then let's get you in but then she got distracted and i didn't even do it she she distracted herself and started talking about leaky restorations and then in the end just never even asked for the appointment just told me to have a nice day so um you have a nice day too but not good, not good. Okay, let's go to the next one. Dr. office, this is Jane. How may I help you? I have a question for you. Um, I, I think my breath might be kind of really bad, and I'm wondering if that is often linked to a dental problem. It could be if you've not had regular dental cleanings and everything. It could be, yes. Yeah, it's like a six out of ten, I'd say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think? When was the last time you had your teeth cleaned? I've had my teeth cleaned, sure. When was the last yeah. time? When? When? Um, I think it was March eighteenth, two thousand twenty-two. Did they say anything about it at that time? No, they were wearing masks, though, so maybe, you know, it's, it smells a little bit like mulch, but maybe since they were wearing masks, they didn't notice. I don't know. They didn't say anything. They just, you know, they just read it, said a bunch of numbers and letters and, and sent me on my way. You know, like three, two, three, two, four, six, three, two, So they did a like period charting. So it sounds like you may have a gum disease, and that can give you that. Hmm, a gum disease. Wow. Okay. If they did. All right. If they did the. If they did the numbers and everything, yes. Mm -hmm. It could. Yeah, it could possibly numbers. be. I don't know. Yeah, I know you weren't there at the time. Um, okay, I'm. I guess it could be a number of things. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see if it could be a dental issue as well. It could be. It could be. Yeah. You know, some people say it's a. You know, if you have a bunch of throat problems, it could be that too. So it just depends. Hmm. I see. Okay. Great. Well, thanks so much. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's unbelievable how, I don't know if it's like like a curt ending, how many people go, bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. Kind of like, kind of you idiot. You know, it's like the flight attendants when you're leaving a plane and they're just, you can tell they're just tired and it's the last flight of the day. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. Get out of here so we can get home. That's what I feel like on these calls. It's a very curt and rude goodbye. Um, the least of her problems, obviously. Uh, you know, it's not true that if they did a perio exam, it means I have gum disease, but she thought that was true. So why didn't she tell me I need to make a dental appointment <laughs> instead of telling me it could be a throat problem at the end? Jeez. Just say, well, you know, it sounds like they were checking you for gum disease. Let's get you in and, and check again because that could very well be the problem. Um, we can see you tomorrow at, at 11 a.m. And if that's not convenient, we've got Tuesday at 1.30 p.m., which works best for you. Why didn't she do that? I don't know, but she didn't. Okay, let's try again. Someone's going to get this right. I just know it. They don't care. Thank you for calling. Dental care. This is Nicole. Hey, I've got a question for you. Um, I think my breath is like really bad. Kind of like even even like my dog backs off when I start talking to him. Um, <laughs> could that be a, a dental issue? You think? Um, it, yeah. I mean, it it could be. Do Do you go to? Do you have a dental office that you go to currently? I mean, I, I've. Go to the dentist on a regular basis. I, I haven't been for about a year, maybe a year, year and two months. But I do, you know, I I, I used to get my checkups and cleanings. Yep. Yeah. Do you do you have a history of gum disease or um, anything like that? I've never been told that. Never been told that. But yeah, it kind of smells like um like a like a foot. You know, I don't know if that's a sign of something. Um, no, I, it, it, I mean, it could be a, a variation of things, um, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to get your checkup if you haven't had a checkup in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What do you think they'd be looking for? Uh, it just, you know, it, they'll do a, a, a regular exam. So, you know, anything, uh, you know, they'll look at your gums or, you know, any decay, um, anything like that. So, I mean, there's just a broad, uh, you initially need to just get a full exam just to check everything and see how everything's going. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for that advice. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. That was a little bit nicer of an ending. Okay. Look, I'm calling. We've established I haven't had a dental visit in well over a year. My breath smells like a foot. It's so bad that my dog backs up when I start talking to him. This is the dog talking now. I mean, I don't know what her conceptual continuity was here, but all of these things point to the fact that I need a dental appointment. And she starts asking me, have you ever been told you have periodontal disease? Who cares? This patient clearly needs to come in for a dental visit, clearly. And she makes no attempt to make the appointment. What are we going to do here? Okay, this is so frustrating. Let's try one more. I know this person is going to get it right. I just know it. Thank you for calling Dentistry. This call may be recorded for quality purposes. I mean, they're recording it. Dentistry, this is Diana speaking. How may I help you? Hey, Diana, I have a question for you. Um, I've been told that my breath is a little smelly, and um, I'm just wondering if that could be from a dental problem. Um, it could be. Um, do, are you currently a patient of ours? I'm not. 
Okay, because I was going to say, I can look at your chart and see what was the last thing they saw in there. Um, it I'm could be many things. Like, they, they would like... They would like make a note in my chart saying like breath is horrible, something like that. Sometimes, because if I'm not mistaken, and this is me speaking from personal experience, gingivitis can give you bad bad smell, and sometimes ah. patients have gingivitis. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you mean? It's from your personal experience. You have you have gingivitis. No, I don't. <laughs> I um I used to translate for people, and like that was one of the symptoms that they had. <laughs> Oh, what's the translation of gingivitis? No, no, no. I speak Spanish, so I used to translate to people. Ah, so do you ever have to say to them, like, respire profundo y despacio por la nariz, por favor? Sí, algo algo así parecido. A veces este el mal aliento da el, oh, gave, puede ser gingivitis. Yeah, I gave you all the Spanish I got in that one sentence. Um, so, you, <laughs> so you think it might be gingivitis? Interesting. I mean, it, it kind of smells like um, like it like could a, be like a, it could be many things. Ah, uh, kind of smells like a foot odor. I don't know if it's if that helps you tell what it is. No, because I'm not the yeah. doctor, so I like uh, I can't really you know like I'm just the front desk person, so I can't really you know give a diagnosis or anything like that. It could be many things. I see. So it could, it could be, be a cavity because be... a cavity also it also gives you bad breath. Ah. Yes, it could it could be many things. A dental flake it could be that. Periodontist mm. also gives you bad breath. Oh yeah, periodontist could give you horrible breath. I know one. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, very interesting. Well, thanks for that rundown of the different things it could be. I, I much appreciate it. You're welcome. You don't want to set up an appointment with the doctor so they can take a look at it? You know, I really appreciate you asking, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was a great thing that you did, but I'm I'm not quite ready yet. But I will let you know. But I, I do appreciate that, and thanks so much for your friendliness. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Sure. Finally. I mean, was it perfect? No. She kind of did it in like the reverse negative, like, you don't want to set up an appointment, do you? But but I knew what she meant. That was kind of a colloquialism. Um, I, I feel like she did ask me if I wanted to make an appointment. Again, it wasn't perfect, but out of the calls we did today, it was by far the best because she did, at the end of the call, try to get me in, in the appointment book. Maybe not the greatest effort or methodology, but she definitely tried in her way to get me on the appointment book. So we'll give her credit for that. If any of our Spanish-speaking listeners know what she said, um, send me an email, rich at matto.com. I'd love to know what she said because I have no idea. I used to speak actually pretty good medical and dental Spanish. I did my residency um, in Miami Beach and we had a lot of Spanish-speaking patients. I could, at one point, I could do a whole medical history and physical in Spanish, but now nothing. I really lost it all, unfortunately, due to non-usage, which I I do kind of regret. But anyway, a good note to end on because she did at least something right. If you want to comment, please um, send me an email, rich at matter.com, R-I-C-H at M-A-D-O-W.com. I'd love to chat with you. If you want to chat with me about how we can improve your practice, you can actually put a date on my calendar by going to matter.com slash calendar. And I hope to see you at the Ultimate Practice Growth Workshop, Orlando, Florida, August 11th and 12th. Go to matter.com slash growth. That's going to be it for today. I'm Dr. Richard Matter, co-founder 
of the Matto Center for Dental Practice Success. You can find us at matto.com. And I'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.